0: We live inside a dream. welcome to movin on up the uh, the only podcast about lawn mowers my name is John Deere uh, we're talking self-propelled mowers we're talking push mowers we're talking riding lawn mowers today <laughs> folks uh, join me join with me as always is Jeremy Schmidt uh mm-hmm. experienced lawnmower rider
1: uh, that's you- true literally I wrote a John Deere on my old uh, at my parents house I would mow the lawn with a John Deere tractor a green one.
0: Dude I don't think I've ever ridden A a riding lawnmower And I I gotta say we had a neighbor when I was a kid We had like a pretty Substantial yard it wasn't massive But I did have to push the old mower across it Right And we had a neighbor with a fucking riding lawnmower And I was just like god damn Why can't can't we have that
1: Yeah I mean I will say this About riding lawnmowers They are so much fun Until the day you turn 16 years old (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how fast can you really go on one of those things?
1: Mm, I I think our old one would hit 30.
0: 30 miles at 30 and still be like mowing or or is that with the like... Maybe I'm wrong. Works,
1: Maybe but... I'm wrong. Maybe it'd hit like 20 miles an okay. hour. And, and, and yeah, you wouldn't be mowing at that speed.
0: I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah I guess that makes sense because some of these are like... Yeah, for like farms and shit like that. Yeah, I could, I could see, I could see that. Yeah, kind of situation. And
1: maybe it's, maybe it even got less. it was less than that. <laughs> and I'm just remembering it. I, have, to be honest, I don't really know how fast things are, but I do, I do know that like, it was such a trick when I was younger. They, my parents could get me to mow the lawn by telling me I could ride that lawnmower, and I always thought it was so cool and so fun to ride on a mechanical thing, you know. And, like, drive a thing myself. And I felt, like, so, so like, adult when I was doing it. And then later on, I was like, oh, they were just gaslighting me to get me to do their chores. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> we yeah. should mention that we are covering David Lynch's The Straight Story today yes. on Stan and yeah. David Wedding Days. So that's, that's why all the lawnmower talk.
0: Y- you know, uh... This is, uh, yeah, I guess we should introduce the podcast. My name is Eric Keppel. This is Jeremy Schmidt. We're, uh, this is Stan and Dave Need Wedding Dates. We are a, uh, a Stanley Kubrick and David Lynch podcast. Uh, yeah, we're talking, we're talking the straight story. You know, it's crazy, Jeremy. We're kind of like getting to the end of covering these movies. It's like we've got like yeah. a month or two left. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, I mean, I,
1: yeah. It makes sense though, because we've been doing this for I think about six years. So Yeah, it makes sense that we're almost done. We we've been covering David Lynch and for about six years, right?
0: Um yeah, I think yeah. I had just graduated from college mm-hmm. and you uh and also just graduated from college yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah six years ago i mean yeah I, I guess my joke there would be that we've been doing this longer than i can remember doing anything else in my life which is a good but thing
0: we've committed honestly like not that long if you think about it like back in like like on halloween we were talking about like other shit like i think we started this in november and yeah, it's now I guess almost June. So yeah, I suppose it is a pretty. pretty I was gonna long say time, it's
1: almost <laughs> the next November.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, by time, the time is we also finish the return. Right? Who knows?
1: Yeah, I would say I I th- I think this is gonna take us about a solid year to get through with the return and you know a we got it we got a bunch more left to go. I mean, we have how many more Kubricks? We got three at least, right? Is three oh right? yeah, we got
0: Full Metal Jacket. We got uh, Eyes Wide uh, Shut. Eyes Wide Shut, and we got AI.
1: AI, and then we have How Many Mulholland Left? Drive. Mulholland Drive.
0: And Inland uh, Empire. Inland Empire. Yeah. And and that's then, it.
1: Yeah. Well, then the return.
0: And then the return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the you know the famous series that Stanley Kubrick did. What do you think? Can, if, if do you think Stanley Kubrick, if he like Continue to exist into present time. Do you think it would have tackled, like, a miniseries or something like that?
1: E- maybe. Yes. Yes. Well, I think at some point after Eyes Wide Shut, they he wouldn't have been able to get complete creative control and just an open budget. Like... Something tells me Eyes Wide Shut was a good one for him to end on cuz it was like the last one before the tooth before like 911 and shit. So I think like when studios I don't think studios like the landscape of filmmaking today would have supported a Stanley Kubrick, you know, someone to make yeah. have complete autonomy over their films. So I I don't think he would have been able to keep going at the same capacity. I mean the Cohen brothers made it made like got into television. So I think he would have two. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I guess uh, I guess the Cohen brothers actually didn't get into television. They got into streaming, like Netflix. So maybe that's the route Kubrick would have went. He would have had like a, a film on like a Netflix
0: or something. Yeah, he would have had his Irishmen. <laughs> yeah, his Irish uh, his
1: Irishman, yeah. I, I uh, wonder who what's the thing about Kubrick I actually wonder more than that is like who who would he have cast in a film? Like, who, who, what actors today would he have liked to work with?
0: Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't see, like, a Jason Momoa and Stanley Kubrick working together.
1: No. No, that's right. I can't see that either. It's weird that he worked with Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? Like, like Tom Cruise yeah, is a pretty big, yeah. big, 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 big actor at the time. So, I, I, I wonder about that. I wonder if he would have been, like, a... Uh, would he have been an Ansel Egg Egghorn kind of guy?
0: <laughs> um, Walton, dude, I could see him working with Walton Goggins. Oh yeah, I don't know why that name came. To oh mind, yeah, Walton Goggins. Uh, I wonder if he would have tried another like, comedy like something yeah, with Danny like, McBride. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that would be great. Um, yeah, you know, I I think uh, Brian Brian tweeted about our 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 cable guy episode which by the way we have a patreon patreon.com/ Eric and Jeremy where we are doing uh, weekly bonus episodes we just did an episode on the cable guy very fun combo um, but we we talked about basically we ended the episode by talked about how talking about how comedy movies are dead mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially yeah and Brian like listed off a few things and was like I don't necessarily think comedy's dead. What did he? And, what uh, did he reference? He said, I, "What we do in the shadows," which I've heard is good. I I, can't, I haven't seen, but the I film is great. Good. Yeah, uh, um, the show is. I think okay. He, there was something else he pointed out to me that was like, oh, "Okay, that's good." I, I was thinking about it a little bit more. I was like, "I I guess I'm a little bit more optimistic." I think I was just in like a. I was, like, depressed when we were talking or something where I was like, nothing's good anymore. <laughs> no, I, is, I I still you know, stand by it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you, you can always point to exceptions. Like, I think... And I'm not... Brian, I'm not arguing with you. I mean, I'm sure... I, I'm sure you could point to a lot of exceptions where there are good comedies made today, but I think what we landed on was pretty right. Like you don't see like a constant stream every summer. There's like five great comedies coming out, like all through the nineties, you know? Um, so I, I think, yeah, I, I, there are definitely some great comedies out there. I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen stuff, right? Like that was all well into the two thousands of like Borat and Bruno and, uh, the dictator. <laughs> that last one. Okay, I don't stand by that last one, but yeah, uh, you know what I mean.
0: I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, Jeremy, we're we're talking the straight story. Uh, you haven't seen this movie. I tried watching it one time on an airplane on a laptop uh, during the day. When I this was when I was like twenty four or something, right. and it, I I was like, this doesn't really this environment doesn't really service the movie very well no uh so i stopped watching it um
1: I mean you were literally doing the opposite you were taking a mode <laughs> of transportation that was like the opposite of what he would have done
0: <laughs> yeah see this time i did watch it while i was riding a lot riding long <laughs> right. yeah it was- <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's hard to hear <laughs> i totally i could see that
1: i can i tell you something though i've t- actually tried to watch the straight story before like you but i i mean I didn't even get like, through the first few scenes. I think that um, this movie is not for young people. I'll say that right away. Like, I don't Uh, think this... Yeah, -hmm. this movie is better suited to, like, when you get into your... Like, I don't even know if I'm ready to accept some of the themes that were tossed around in this, but it really is about getting old and dying. So, if you're 24 years old and you got life by the by the throat and you're about to get out there and, ex- and, and show the world what you're made of. I don't know if the straight story is really going to ring true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's but, true.
0: Um, you know,
1: I, I don't know though. Uh, I, I think that it's also like, I mean, we'll get into it, but it's like paced really slowly in, in that. I appreciate that more now than I think I did as a, as a youngster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll, uh, you know, Jeremy, real quick before I forget, we we've got some new Patreon patrons on the Patreon, and I got to, uh, I always fucking forget to do this. I got to shout them out. I got to oh, give yeah. these guys a shout out. Um, hold on one second here. It turns out I'm logged out of the Patreon. <laughs> so one moment here. Uh, what's our email? Ch- Chucky rules four twenty. Right. Gmail dot yeah, yeah. com. Mm-hmm. Password yeah. is. There we go. Uh, feel free to email us. By the way, ChuckyRules420@gmail.com. We're we're always happy to have you. And I don't remember Jeremy exactly who's new and who's not. And since we only have seven patrons, <laughs> let's just let's just shout them all out. Oh man. yeah, yeah.
1: Let's yeah. Exactly. We <laughs> go for it. I don't have the list. All up. right,
0: Drew, our buddy Drew. Thanks for hanging oh, in there, man. He, man. Drew's been around since March. He's an Brian, OG.
1: Brian. Brian
0: has been around. He's the original OG. March, but he's, been, he's been around. <laughs> We've got another Brian. He's been around since March and we have. Oh, uh, I love Brian's uh, B Watkins. Um, oh, that's No cool. first name on that. I got to imagine it's a, a Brian.
1: I ha- It has to be a Brian, <laughs> right? Yeah. B Watkins.
0: <laughs> Michael Hearn. Our friend Michael Hearn is over oh, there. On the Oh, uh, the man. Uh, uh, guest Rob- of the show. Uh almost said his real name. Uh Dad wears glasses. Yep.
1: Uh-huh. Dad wears glasses. You got Classic. It. And Classic. then I
0: believe this th- I believe this is a new one. Uh Robert uh Robert. Robert Something Robert. Harris. Yes. Robert. I don't know if he goes by Bob or, or or Rob, but uh glad to have you. Glad to have uh whichever ones of you are are new. Uh sorry, sorry I forgot to do the, the <laughs> shout out um jeremy we're coming up on a new month here too what do you think about doing a what are we doing with the pandemic special you want to keep
1: it going baby let's keep it rolling baby
0: I I think, i'm down to keep it going so we'll yeah. uh you know what we're gonna pause we'll pause billing one more month for march or, or or for for june and then i think we might have to kick it back uh kick, kick it, it into it back full swing. In regular operation but Folks, you have one full month to sign up for just one dollar. Mm-hmm. You get access to weekly bonus episodes, whole back catalog of episodes. We talk about tales from the crypt episodes, '90s comedy movies, Hollywood conspiracy theories. It's fucking great. It's a good we time. Talk it's one dollar.
1: About Chinga,
0: for God's
1: sakes.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Jeremy, let's dive into the straight story. Uh, I'm really. God, I want to know, like, straight up, what did you th- like? What did you think? Did you like this movie?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll tell you this: it made me cry. Like, same. It it really deeply affected me and moved me. I and I, I, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. Okay, what did you think?
0: <laughs> Dude, I, I fucking loved this movie. Awesome, I, man. like more than I thought that I was going to. The like, the bit about the like. With the like, li- with the like, pregnant teenager, and mm. he's like talking about like tying the sticks together and trying to break them. I was yeah. like, I was like sobbing. I was like, God damn, dude. Yeah. What a- it, and just to like think of this as like a David Lynch movie, like in the middle, like sandwiched between Lost Highway and Mulholland Drive. I know
1: it's crazy. Is wild, but you know, it's like it doesn't it make a lot of sense. Like you can totally see all of David Lynch's staples packed so tightly into this very I would say just like uh, it really shows a level of professionalism that David Lynch was able to button up and make a film with for Disney but yet still hold on to so many of what makes David Lynch unique and I think you can see so much of that in this film including the score being done by Angelo
0: Badalamenti Yes, which was, I think this is one of his best.
1: It's it's it is his best because it's it's also hit like, well, best is tough, right? Because it's it's both of their most mainstream works. So you get to see like, what if they made a Hollywood film and it was like, oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> 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 but it's like this isn't their bag. You could tell that they're trying to find joy in things that they normally wouldn't find joy in. Like I'm sure David Lynch found the story to be very compelling and really enjoyed making the film but you can just tell like if he was making his own thing it wouldn't it would be much darker and weirder and more strange you know and same with angelo's music where this is very hollywood uh hollywood arrangements you know where they usually go for something a little bit more you know, ethereal and weird and dark and droney and stuff. I it, it's an interesting case study. Do you think David Lynch did this for money? Like why do we think he did this?
0: I think he did it because of Mary Sweeney, which we'll we'll talk about. Yeah. Mary Sweeney was like a, you know, collaborator collaborator with him. And I think he um I th- I, I I think that he uh saw this as sort of like an interesting like challenge kind of a thing. I mean, this is him kind of going back to like doing sort of an elephant man kind of thing in a way. I mean, it's obviously two very different films, but sort of like a mainstream, like a very like, uh, emotional kind of almost like straightforward story, um, in the way that it's kind of told. And, so we'll 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 talk about the production. So yeah, this came out uh, when, when did this come out ninety nine. Um, yeah, edited and produced by Mary Sweeney, uh, Lynch's longtime partner and collaborator. I believe Larry, uh, Mary Sweeney uh, actually. I'm, I got to imagine she's she's from Wisconsin. I know that uh, John Roach, who she wrote co-wrote the script with, is from Wisconsin. I think he was like he's mainly did, like, documentaries and stuff. Um, they knew each other from college. I listened to a really fascinating uh, interview with, with John Roach. He's got, like, a classic Wisconsin accent. Um, great. Sounds like a great dude and, like, is just, like, so thrilled. Like, this is, like, his thing. He's He was, like, talking about how he got to go to, like, uh, go like fly out to like can for like the premiere and and how it was like one of the greatest like experiences of his life uh but mm-hmm. anyway they they basically um uh wanted to make a story make a movie about elvin Strait um yeah who, this is a real story this guy actually drove his lawnmower from iowa to wisconsin and from my understanding the way that they wrote the movie is John and Mary, like literally started, uh, started in Iowa and they kind of just like went along the journey and like stopped at various places and, and kind of like wrote it that way. And that's also kind of how they filmed it. I guess they filmed it in sort of sequential order. Right. Um, and from what, uh, John Roach said, uh, David Lynch was like incredibly um, Faithful to the script Like he He didn't take a lot of liberties um, You know Other than doing his kind of like David Lynch thing And um, he uh, Yeah so uh, It was I went over it was independently shot Along the route Uh, Lynch later called the film his most Experimental movie Very interesting to me um. Yeah. So it it, it de- debuted at Cannes, and it wasn't initially a Disney picture. But after it de- its debut, it it got picked up by Walt Disney, uh, which is which is interesting. It's you know I always actually kind of thought that for some reason that like this was before it, it was even started production was going to be a Disney thing Yeah, for some reason it's actually like somehow like more interesting to me that like it got picked up by Disney you know what I mean that like at yeah. this point or at any point in David Lynch's career he like made something and then Disney was like hey I want to <laughs> I want to distribute <laughs> right
1: that. well I can't tell if that's to the film's like benefit or not that it's it is like a Disney film because like Because it's a Disney film, you immediately judge it. You immediately think like, oh, it's going to be... They're going to put shackles on Lynch. You know, this is going to be not a real... It almost feels like this isn't a real David Lynch film. This is like something he did on the side because he really wants to go make shit like Mulholland Drive. But I guess that's really not fair to the film. That's like... Yeah. Because he... No, he made this. This is a Lynch film. This is something he wanted to make. And, you know, just because Disney distributed it it doesn't necessarily mean it the germ of the idea of it came from disney or that he was commissioned to do it it's quite the opposite i think in my in in my case that you know the fact that disney distributed the film gave it like it does not work to the film's benefit that you have that disney logo up front but i think to maybe other people's like the like, maybe like it piqued interest for other people to watch this film because it was a Disney film. Like, just Disney will sell a a film regardless. So, yeah, uh, it probably brought a different kind of audience to David Lynch at the very least. So that's yes. that's cool. I mean, I, I I I that actually makes me feel a little bit better because I was envisioning this as being sort of a tor- more tortured experience, but I, I guess it was actually fucking like rad and everyone had a good time
0: yeah it's the only g-rated lynch movie obviously um uh you know it's i will say that like while this is a disney movie like i can't imagine i guess we kind of talked about this but i can't imagine sitting down and watching this when i was like eight years old no and, and necessarily being into it
1: no, uh, man. That's what that's yeah. what I'm. That's what I mean. You kind of have to have some life behind you before you watch <laughs> yeah. this film. You gotta. You gotta have some sort of fear of death inside of you in order to yeah. understand the characters. Uh, the story about Richard Farnsworth, by the way, he plays the lead in the film. He plays Alvin. Uh, his story is really sad. He was dying at the time when they filmed this. He had terminal bone cancer, and uh, insisted on making the film anyway he's the same age as Alvin, the main character of the film. And, uh, that was like, that's like really impressive that even though he was in so much pain, he had just also had hip surgery too. So they had to make like a custom seat for that tractor. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, a year after the film's released, he ended up taking his own life because of the pain of his cancer. And, uh, that's really sad. (laughs) That's like a, that's like a
0: huge bummer. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 upsetting, but it's like, man, this is such a good performance. He was he was uh, nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actor. Yeah, uh, oldest
1: year. oldest nominee at the time. Um, yeah, has since been
0: usurped by Hal Holbrook and Robert Duvall. Wow. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I. I don't know. I don't have. I, I don't really have a lot of a lot of t- trivia or anything. Well, um, unless, I have one last and...
1: piece of trivia. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, much like the film "The Cable Guy," uh, a one Chris Farley was supposed to be in this movie with his brothers. What? Yeah, but sadly passed away in 1997 before he could get the chance.
0: You know that makes sense because Farley, the Farley family was in Wisconsin. Is mm. in Madison, which is where uh, I believe John and possibly Mary went to went to college. Um, oh, yeah, that's cool. So that's that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know who uh, who would have played, but maybe somebody.
1: And <laughs> I, I don't
0: know. Maybe one of the like wacky brothers or something. Or yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. But, uh,
1: also, before we get started, does this? You're a big fan of Nebraska, right? I love nebraska yeah, yeah. D- this kind of reminds me of nebraska a little bit
0: very si- very similar yeah. yeah very very similar um hmm. i guess hmm. i wonder if if you had to pick between the two i think i would i think i would pick nebraska yeah it's like one of my favorite movies of all time but right uh, i do love this movie
1: i think it would make a good double feature I think this would be yeah, good back to back. Old people traveling across the country.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then old dogs. And old yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um god damn, I wanna watch, I wanna watch Nebraska now. Uh yeah, so let's dive into the old plot here. So uh Elvin Strait has not shown up to his regular bar meeting with his friends. I got first I gotta say like the, the Like, the first few moments of this are very, like, David Lynch. Right. I mean, I, I guess not necessarily representative of the... They're, like, a little spookier than what we get. You know, we kind of, like... It's this long, drawn-out shot of this woman eating while she's sunbathing.
1: Yeah. And I believe the woman is the woman who en- will end up being the... Like, the apartment manager in Mulholland Drive who gets shot... Do you remember that character?
0: Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't put that together. I yeah. Think the, she yeah. was like, something you know, be, bit yeah.
1: me bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is sort of like an overweight woman eating donuts kind of really like kind of disgustingly maybe, you know, like the, there's some comedy in there maybe. And then like, uh, we get that old man who like walks from the bar
0: over to the house Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Alvin hasn't shown up to the bar meeting. Um, he's eventually found lying on the floor at home, although he insists that he just need uh, just needs a bit of help getting up. Mm. Uh, his daughter, Rose, takes her relu- uh, reluctant father to see a doctor who uh, sternly admonishes Alvin to give up tobacco.
1: And this is Sissy Spacek, by the way. So this is Carrie yes. herself. And she's playing a mentally handicapped person, I believe, and she's playing it the hell out of it, as far
0: as I can yeah. tell. Yeah, I think so too. What do you think of like? I guess like nowadays, like you, every once in a while, you hear people getting like upset over so uh, an actor playing yeah. someone with a head- this is her handicap. this is her simple Jack moment. <laughs> yeah. From, what do you think of that? Is that like uh, is it okay?
1: I, I think I think it's not, but it happened a bunch. <laughs> I I guess I had that's <laughs> yeah. all I know. I don't think it's okay. <laughs> I don't I think it's frowned upon today, but it sure did happen a lot. I mean, everything from Forrest Gump to I am Sam. I mean, there's like they make fun of it pretty hard in Tropic Thunder. I mean, it's like one of the big jokes is like in that movie. Or whatever. I, I guess I don't really super have an opinion on it. I kind of default to whoever around me has a strong opinion about it, because like, you know, I haven't like I don't have anybody with a mental disability in my family or anything, so this isn't something that I really know the rules on, like what is appropriate, what is not. But I don't know. What do you think?
0: Um, I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of. Man, it's ho- it's hard to say cuz like I mean, like for example, Ace Ventura 1, <laughs> while it is funny when he's pretending to be <laughs> uh mentally challenged in uh-huh. a uh, in a ha- the the uh the facility there. Mm. Um I could see how that is probably upsetting to to people I- I- in certain mm. ways. Whereas this, I'm like you know maybe you could have cast someone uh with sort of like a similar disability or something but also it seems like a very like sort of like artfully done um sort of well thought out like carefully done right performance right it, where that, I'm and like, yeah. I don't know I get there's kind of like there's there's a line you know there's kind of like I, get, I think he, I, I think I, you're I right. think this is I mean who am I to say but I I, right. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I wasn't like Pissed off at it or
1: no? And I, but to be fair, like this, I wouldn't have been pissed off necessarily at seeing anything unless we're watching like The Ringer or something where it's like (laughs) the whole movie is uh, uh, an abomination. But like you know, Forrest Gump is a beloved film. Like I don't know why if that's if that's okay, then I think this is probably okay. And or they're both not okay, and I'm I'm cool with whatever. But I do think. That doesn't mean, just because it's not okay, doesn't mean that people aren't good at doing it. Like, I think Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks is very good at playing Forrest Gump, and I think Sissy Spacek really kills playing this character. Like, I I was watching her performance very closely, like, oh, my God. Like, this is, like, this is very subtle. Like, her take on it was very subtle. So, you know, I appreciated that, at least.
0: Yeah. I do I do think it was like a very I think it was a very good performance um, and you know if that's if that's sort of true to like the character of his daughter then mm-hmm. someone's got to do it
1: yeah and today I, I would say it's probably best to cast somebody who is mentally handicapped because there are a lot of actors and actresses who are mentally handicapped and would love to right. be in movies so cast them
0: um, yeah so uh, the doctor also tells Alvin that he should start using a walker. Oh, that's one, that's one thing that I, uh, heard in the, the interview with, uh, uh, John Roach was, was he said they were trying to convince, uh, I think Lynch was trying to convince, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm already forgetting his name. Uh, Farnsworth, Richard Farnsworth to do it. And he was like, uh, I, I can like barely walk Or whatever and, and Lynch or whatever was like Your character uses two canes And Farnsworth was like Well, I guess I have no excuse <laughs> That's
1: yeah. so funny Because Farnsworth also was like I don't want to be in a David Lynch movie Because Blue Velvet was so naughty Yeah, And then, and then yeah. David Lynch had to convince him Like there will be no cussing Unless you approve
0: <laughs> Yeah Um, Elvin refuses to use a walker uh, but he does use the two uh, the two uh, canes there. Uh, Elvin then learns that his brother Lyle has suffered a stroke. Uh, longing to visit him, but unable to drive, Elvin gradually de- uh, develops a plan to travel to Mount Zion on his riding lawnmower uh, and towing a small homemade tra- uh, travel trailer to the uh, consternation of his family and friends.
1: Consternation, I think, means like, like they don't want him to do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think I think so. I was like consternation. Um, in you mean like stars in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, the big speaking differ, of was. stars. Yeah, speaking of stars in the sky. That's how this film opens. I, we forgot to mention that. I think that is kind of yes. cool and important. Like it, it's like you're seeing the vastness of space, and it's very quiet, mm. and you're kind of just like looking at it. And I think. There's something about, like, the afterlife it invokes, like, something about, like, the cosmic question of, like, what is this all for? What is life all about? You know, you can't help but wonder when you look into space. So, I think that's kind of a cool way to open the film. Yeah. Ends
0: the same way, too.
1: It does, yeah. So, that, in, in, you know, as George Lucas would say, it
0: rhymes, <laughs> like poetry. <laughs> Uh, Lucas, uh, <laughs> Elvin's Elvin's first attempt fails uh, after experiencing difficulty starting the old mower's uh, motor. He doesn't get far before the machine breaks down. Uh, Elvin arranges. I love these old guys who are just like watching. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I I love it. You know, there's a town. I'm not going to say what it is. I guess it doesn't matter. But like, there's a town in Wisconsin. Uh, that my my grandparents grew up in uh, that's, like, it's, like, very small. And uh, at a certain point when they were living there, it was, like, pretty much everyone was, like, related to like to me like whenever i go there i still go there every like maybe once every couple of years and everyone there is somehow related to me in this town that's
1: so crazy and at a
0: certain point in like the 60s or something they like put up a, a name like a town name as a joke a sign that said keppelville or something really uh, which was which is funny but uh that they is have, crazy like, a, yeah, they have and it's there's all these like fascinating old people and they're all like war vets or like just like worked on farms their whole lives and stuff and they all remind me of like all the men remind me of these guys. These guys are like these guys are like classic like midwestern hang out at a tavern old old men oh yeah
1: guys. i mean the scene I, I think we've already passed it but the scene where he's like in the hardware store trying to buy the claw <laughs> hand yeah. and they're all like oh come on alvin that's a
0: good claw hand <laughs> that's like yeah, as if it's he great. doesn't have as if he doesn't have a choice yeah i but know You're the owner
1: it's so funny yeah these are great i mean this i have an east texas background where like i used to visit my great-grandparents in east texas like every summer and same thing where it's just like i'm related to a bunch of people who live in this town they're all old as old as the grave and they work on shit and have lots of property and uh have a ton of stories and yeah really interesting stuff we should uh make a trek out to keppelville sometime record a podcast (laughs) out there
0: oh that'd be great imagine like all of my like ancestors like finding out that i'm a podcaster <laughs> <laughs> i'm I'm picturing a bunch
1: of people who look like you but they're like a hundred
0: <laughs> dude i also have like i have this like crazy uncle that like he's like a great uncle actually he's not crazy but he's like dude he made like tons of money from my understanding off of like inventing some con- contraption and then he got into like I think the Christmas tree farming business and like, Oh my gosh. Struck it rich. (laughs) Struck it
1: rich. I love. Yeah. yeah.
0: Who thought you Um, could get rich
1: off of Christmas
0: trees? (laughs) (laughs) I might have that right. I'm pretty sure. uh, I'm pretty sure that's true though. Anyway, Elvin arranges for his mower to be transported back home on a flatbed truck where he takes out his frustrations on the mower with a shotgun blast.
1: Yeah. I like that scene.
0: This is fun. And you know what else is fun is we get to see uh, Big Ed Hurley. Oh, yeah. At the John Deere dealer. Loved,
1: uh, Love all of the anytime a Lynch person popped up. I loved it.
0: I wonder if uh, this actor has ever, uh, and I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but I, I wonder if he's ever played a role that's not like mechanic.
1: <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> well, like, he's in Dune. Uh, but he might oh, be a ma- right. he, he is, might be a mechanic yeah. in that yeah. for all I remember <laughs> yeah he's
0: a yeah spaceship mechanic yeah uh, <laughs> so the john deere dealer uh Alvin purchases a new mower uh lawn i guess lawn tractor from a salesman who is generous but describes Alvin as being a smart man until now, mm-hmm. Fun, fun interaction. I thought it was um,
1: funny. Yeah, it's good. It's good in that old slow Southern way or Midwestern way, where people talk really slow, and they are very they are very economical with their words. So you get like a lot of great lines that really stand out and really pop. So I think yes. it's, I think it's a fun choice to. Do a movie like to pick the subject as a film, especially if you're David Lynch, who kind of talks like this anyway. He's like, I feel like even though he's an older man now, he's been old for like since the 70s, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. An old soul. As an old say. soul. Uh, Alvin continues on his quest. He passes a young female hitchhiker who later approaches him uh, at his campfire and says that she could not get a ride uh in conversation Elvin deduces that she's pregnant uh and has run away from home Elvin tells her about the importance of family by describing a bundle of sticks that is hard to break uh what do you think of this I li- I, I really like the scene
1: oh yeah I know it's great it's really impactful really powerful and really well done um just it it's a masterclass in pacing and editing and and I just think yeah. that the performance of Farnsworth is just like yeah, he this is his like last thing, man. This is his and this is his end. This is how he ends his career, a long career in 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 acting. I mean, it's like it's really cool to watch. I wonder yeah, what it would have been like to be on great. set during this scene, too. I bet it would have been cool.
0: Yeah, I got to imagine uh it would be it would be the whole uh, production process would have been filming process would have been interesting. Um but yeah he uh um it's amazing to me even though this was 94 like that's not that long ago it's amazing to me cuz i've driven like probably uh, on some of the route that he's that he's taking and uh y- there's not necessarily like you don't necessarily want to pull over and just like camp at any of the sure. places that you're passing by Kind of interesting uh, But anyway uh, the next day Alvin Emerges from the trailer to find that she Has left him a bundle of sticks tied Together uh, Later a group of Rag ragbri, <laughs> R-A-G-B-R-A-I mm-hmm. <cyclists>. Ragbri <laughs> Let's find out what this acronym means This will be the uh, sort of the New knowledge of the day Registers annual great bicycle Ride across America Okay, Cross I don't Iowa. know why they Oh, across Iowa. <laughs> See, I don't know why they would just put the acronym in there assuming that like anyone reading this would know what that. Who meant. would know what that unless you lived in <laughs> Iowa. Yeah.
1: That's and ride so a bike. crazy. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, I love his reaction but to this by the way. At first he's like what the hell and then he's just like v- delighted and like mm-hmm. waving at them all. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's great. He later arrives at the cyclist camp and he's greeted with applause. He speaks with them about growing old. Uh when he is asked about the worst part of being old, he replies Remembering when you were young. Mm. Uh that was kinda <laughs> depressing to hear. But uh, uh
1: yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's real depressing to hear.
0: Mainly because I can
1: already relate to it. No, for sure. Yeah, I think back to when I was in, even in high school, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, like my body felt good back then. I was like. (laughs) Yeah, I think back
0: to before coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Damn, life was good. good.
1: (laughs) Good. Life was good. Uh,
0: The next day, Alvin is troubled by uh, the massive trucks passing him. He then interacts with a distraught woman who has hit a deer and is being driven to distraction by the fact that she continually hits deer while commuting. So this is based on like a true news story that uh, Mary and uh, I keep blanking on his name. The other writer that they, they that they came across about like a woman in Wisconsin who actually did hit like. Uh, I forget the exact number, but a lot of deer within uh-huh. a short amount of time, and just on uh, accident, anyway.
1: just like, just like yeah. s- coincidentally. That's so. In- yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, this also. Has f- out there. This also felt like. Doesn't every time he stops and has an interaction with somebody, it kind of reminds you of uh, Wild at Heart when they see the car crash on the side of the road? Like, oh yeah, th- yeah. like I guess because they're both road movies, but this to me always, this to me felt a lot like that moment because it's somebody being very distraught you know over a situation and
0: what if we did get just get that scene with sherilyn fenn mm-hmm. like bleeding and like dying in his arms right but with with him instead of nick cage yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh no matter how hard she tries to avoid them uh she try she drives away in a tearful huff and alvin who had started to run short of food cooks and eats the deer Uh, then mounts the antlers above the rear doorway of his trailer as a tribute to the deer and the sustenance it had provided. Um, He is, by the way, like, he had his daughter go out and buy him Braunschweiger. Have you ever eaten that? No. Or do you even know what that is?
1: Um.
0: I See, I think it is like a Wisconsin. No, what what is it? I can't remember how to spell it. I'm trying to look it up. But it's like um we used to have it on crackers. you like uh, is it like a meat, yeah, it's a meat, so it's uh it's the name of several types of sausage in different regions uh it's German uh yeah it's it's basically it's some type of a sausage, but it's like it's got like almost like a fluffier texture to it. Um, okay, like a puree be, or something. Yeah, but like not like a not like a spread, not like a dip oh. or something. But oh. it's like like you can hold like a log of it up, but oh. when you bite into it, it has like a little bit more of a like spongy quality to it. I guess. Oh, interesting. It's yeah. hard to describe. I never really liked it too much. But, well, uh, I mean, hey, weird. man,
1: if you if you want me to believe something called Braunschweiger is German, I believe you. <laughs>
0: You know what else we did uh, That my parents always used to I think my dad's side of the family They always used to tell me He always told me that like They would eat I forget what it was called But they would eat uh, crackers with um, Raw Ground beef on ooh, it. Raw like, ground ooh. beef Mixed with like onions And uh, like I think some spices
1: How does this not k- kill you I, I guess I don't understand. Is it because I know there's stuff like steak tartare and beef tartare? So
0: you just got to get like the really good ground beef, I guess, like just like organic, like good shit. But yes, maybe that's what it's called, beef tartare or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I had I ended up having it at a uh, retirement party, like this was years ago, mm-hmm. and it was good as hell. I oh, remember sure. being like, I had just turned twenty-one, so I had like. I got, like, pretty drunk that night, I think. (laughs) And I remember just, like, really plowing into the raw ground Oh, my God. And I was like, man, this is great.
1: Oh, my God. I'm surprised you're still with us, honestly.
0: (laughs) Uh, Elvin's brakes fail as he travels down a steep hill. He struggles to maintain control uh, of the speeding tractor and finally managed to to bring the vehicle to a complete stop. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people get... Uh, help get Alvin's mower and trailer off the road. They later discover that the mower also has transmission problems. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Now beginning to run low on cash, Alvin borrows a cordless phone from a homeowner, uh, gently refusing an invitation to come indoors and calls Rose to ask for his uh, social security check. Uh, He then leaves money on the doorstep to pay for his telephone call. (laughs)
1: What a gentleman.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. A local motorist offers Alvin a ride uh, the rest of the way to Lyles, but Alvin declines, stating that he prefers to travel his own way. You can go your own way. Go your own way. Uh, an elderly uh, war war veteran takes him into town for a drink. And this Elvin is a cool scene. A story about how he is haunted by a memory of accidentally shooting one of his military comrades. Yeah, yeah, this is like this is this is a good one. This is a good scene.
1: Yeah. I mean, just like if you think about it, this this type of film structure is just very well suited for perfect moments, right? Because yeah, it unfolds so episodically it's sort of like, or Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, or Nebraska, where it's like, it's not just one, it is one contained story, but in it you get all these little vignettes. And so they're set up in such a way that, like, you can have these, like, isolated, very contained, you know, scenes that may not necessarily beat you over the head with, like, importance or you know, or regard. But then like later you're totally thinking about these, like this scene. Like I, I was, I was like still thinking about this scene like well after I watched the film and it's like, yeah, I don't know. It remember that Eric, when you go to make your first film that yeah, you want to set it up this way. Right. So you can have lots of really great moments, you know, isolated moments within the contained story.
0: I do love a road I do love a road trip movie. This is this you know, Wild at Heart's a little like that. It's um, a lot like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what else I like? Uh as, as long as we're talking about characteristics of movies that we like. Uh I like when a movie takes place in a single day.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: Yeah. You know? I do be dazed that. and confused or uh yes. uh fucking um wet hot American Summer, anything oh, like that. Oh yeah. I, I love it. Uh, oh, yeah. Elvin's Elvin's tractor is fixed, and he is presented with an uh, exorbitant bill by the mechanics, who are twins and are constantly bickering. Uh, Elvin, uh, in a very funny scene, successfully negotiates the price down and explains his mission, which he calls a hard swallow to my pride, but a brother is a brother. Uh, the mechanic twins seem to relate to this. Yeah, would didn't pick been... up on that at first, yeah, but this that's a been... good it's a good moment to have the brother, the brothers.
1: Oh yeah. I guess I didn't think about that. Think about it. Like how specific brothers are in this film, I guess because this is the first time in the film, we've really heard him talk about how he feels about specifically brothers. Like he does talk about family with the transient hitchhiker woman, but he doesn't, you know, like brothers wasn't like a theme necessarily until now. I guess this is where Chris Farley was supposed to be in the film. Which would have been great,
0: but... Yeah. 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 Uh, Later, Alvin uh, camps in a cemetery and chats with a priest who recognizes uh, Lyle's name and is aware of his stroke. Uh, The priest says that Lyle did not mention he had a brother. Uh, Alvin replies that neither one of us has had a brother for quite some time. Mm. Alvin wants to make peace with Lyle and is empathetic that what happened 10 years ago does not matter. I say amen to that, brother, the priest replies. So at this point, he's been on the road for like a month or something, right? It's Mm -hmm. been like a really long time. It's
1: had to have been a long, long time. Yeah.
0: Um, The next obstacle Alvin must overcome is a apparent engine trouble just a few miles from Lyle's house. Alvin stops in the middle of the road, unsure of how to proceed. A large farm tractor driving by stops to help. Uh basically just says try it again and he does and it works mm-hmm. so yeah problem solved That's I mean, great uh, though
1: right because it's like at the very end you get your biggest almost unsurmountable problem and the in the fix is just so simple like it's like uh yeah. i don't know it's like a i feel like more than this rang true thematically this rang true like in reality like as like I, this has happened to me so many times where I'm like oh fuck there's no way I'm going to get out of this and then you like look down and you see your keys are actually on the ground or whatever <laughs> like yeah. yeah
0: yeah. Um, the gracious farmer then leads the way on his own tractor to make sure Elvin gets there okay Uh, did you know we were going to see uh, Harry Dean by the way no I didn't he- love it uh, I knew he was in this. I I after a while, I kind of was like, okay, I think I know who Harry Dean's gonna be. <laughs> right.
1: I you know I black. I didn't look at uh, I didn't look up the cast beforehand because I was excited to get like, uh, you know, um, you know, see who who it was, like see like yeah. see like who everyone was going to be and see who the brother was, and I was so of course delighted to see Harry Dean Stanton in this ending really. Really blew me away, I think.
0: Yeah, Lyle's house is dilapidated. Using two canes, Elvin makes his way to the door. He calls for Lyle. Lyle invites Elvin to sit down. Lyle looks at Elvin's uh, mower tractor contraption and asks if Elvin had ridden that thing just to see him. Elvin responds simply, I did, Lyle. The two men sit together silently and look up at the stars. Yeah,
1: they're also kind of crying too, so. Yeah, yeah. You yeah know. man. It's a really good performance by
0: Harry Dean Stanton there at the very yeah, end.
1: <laughs> um, very good. But
0: uh yeah, so that's that's the end of uh the straight story.
1: Yeah. Probably like as far as commercial films go, this is probably my the the best, I think of David Lynch's commercial films, uh, for sure. Yeah,
0: like, if I guess we're considering so like, like uh Elephant Man, Dune, Dune, yeah, and this. Yeah, I would this, say I like yeah. this the most. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's like um, you know it, it's weird because it's not like uh, normally I would put this film over in a category with like other like like Alexander Payne films or like Coen Brothers films or something like you know I just, I just would think I would go in differently but going in as a David Lynch fan it was it was strange right because you're like you're like seeing. Almost like an imposter directed David Lynch film. So it's it's like you see David Lynch things and quirks and actors, but without any of the trademark David Lynch weirdness. It was a it was a it was an interesting journey for sure. Also, Kevin Farley and John Farley were the twins in this. I I I didn't even fucking pick up on that. (laughs) Yeah, so actual Chris Farley's brothers were the brothers.
0: That's crazy. That makes. Now that I think about it, they do look. Just like one of them looks like him, yeah, yeah. Kevin yeah. Farley
1: still goes on the road, does stand up. You know, okay. Uh He came through town a, a bunch when I was doing stand up out in Texas. Anyways, I, I think the film is great. I would recommend it to anyone of a certain age. I think would really appreciate this this film. Or you know, if you're a, if you're a super young person and you just happen to be obsessed with film and filmmaking, I would I would say watch it. But it's yeah it definitely spoke more to me today than it ever did when i was younger and i i imagine it'll speak more to me in the future than it even will today so
0: yeah it's pretty rare that like a movie nowadays uh affects me to the point where I have like almost any emotional reaction <laughs> uh, yeah but this one I was like god damn I haven't had like i haven't had a movie like Make me feel this kind of like sentimental in a while. It was, it was good. It was nice. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, I really appreciate this movie. I, ca- I don't have like a lot to say about it. One th- I will say, like, I definitely, uh, I think that this movie captures the essence of rural Midwestern life pretty, uh, pretty accurately. Uh, and it was it was kind of cool to see some things that I'm familiar with sort of be sort of be uh you know featured in a you know a Disney movie it's kind of kind of interesting but uh but yeah I don't know I don't have a lot to say about this movie I just I, I really like it I think it's uh I think it's a good one um again. Fucking crazy that now we're gonna go watch Mulholland Drive. <laughs> I know, uh, right? <laughs> or
1: I guess right now, I mean, uh, dr- immediately after this, well, we're gonna watch we'll Full Metal watching. Jacket. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. Yeah, um, it's it's
1: super. It, this is uh, yeah, this is crazy, uh, but you know, like, I would say. Also the town of Twin Peaks isn't too far off from a midwestern sensibility. I mean, I mean I think David yeah. Lynch also just likes small towns. He likes getting out of the city and and showing what like small communities look like all across the map, you know. So I, I to me this wasn't too much of a stretch from from that. It's it's weird. It's almost like David Lynch was like leaving clues all along his career to the straight story. That but if you just, you know, if you were paying attention, you might have it might not have surprised you so much. He would have done a a, a movie like this. However, if you were just like me and like being like, David Lynch is a weird filmmaker and he makes weird movies. And then you watch this, you're like, this is, this is not as weird. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but still, you know, like it, it has so much heart and depth and you know, I do, to be honest with you, I also want to go back and watch Nebraska now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll do that on a bonus episode one of these days. That's a yeah. good movie. Um, yeah. Also, Dad wears glasses recommended something that looks really insane <laughs> a while back. I got. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-mm. I can't remember what it was, but it was uh, It looked crazy. We'll Dad look wears
1: glasses. You keep coming with those insane requests, my man.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Next week we'll be doing Full Metal Jacket. Uh, hop on the Patreon if you're not on there. You got one more month to uh, to listen to all that shit for one dollar. It's it's a good time if you ever wanted to to see what we're doing and peek your head in the old Patreon and and, and poke around a little bit. You, you know, one dollar, one dollar is all it takes. Uh, one
1: dollar and that dollar is merely a formality.
0: Yes, it we literally we could not make it free. uh they don't let you do that on patreon. So, <laughs> so, uh, right so yeah, um anyway, Jeremy, anything you want to plug over there? are you have you started the anime podcast yet?
1: No, that launches um that'll launch well, actually, it'll probably launch next this week. it probably launched Monday tbh to be honest yeah i think it launched monday
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right check that out but
1: we'll see we'll see it might have it might have i might be waiting back to hear from apple podcasts as we speak about when it's ready but be on the lookout for animaniacs a show that i do with uh mr boop aka alec robbins and uh matthew j of the deep end podcast also guest on this show Yes, Uh, we talk about anime. It's actually a lot of fun. I think that, like, even if you're not an anime liker, you will, you will still get something out of it. Because I'm not necessarily an anime liker, and the whole show is centered around, sort of, like, teaching me about anime and 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 broadening and expanding my palate. So, yeah, it's definitely a fun show. Also, you can watch, uh, listen to video games a comedy show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere podcasts can be found uh the we are we are on our road to 100 Eric we're doing top 10 lists until i get to episode 100 of our show so, okay yeah That's it's exciting. very fun yeah we just recently did top 10 handheld consoles and uh i think yeah this and uh and this week i
0: couldn't name you <laughs> more than three for think.
1: sure i mean who can right well we go through 10 of them <laughs> yeah and uh, uh and that was last week this week we covered um the top 10 couch co-op games slash multiplayer experiences so basically top 10 multiplayer games and uh okay a lot of fun a <laughs> lot of fun making those top 10 lists i am excited to hit 100 and then i'll probably uh just uh format my hard drive and delete it all from the internet like it was never there <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you know this is the episode 50 of this show by the way I forgot to that's, say that
1: that's that's amazing so we're halfway to 100
0: halfway there um so yeah about a year well I think we we've been we've been going for about a year now so that's uh
1: hey happy birthday, birthday
0: buddy been, happy birthday it's been it's been a ride my man it's, it's been, been a, ride, a ride dude um yeah so anyway uh, we'll catch you on the flip side we'll talk about fucking uh full metal jacket it's gonna be a great time and Norma. I'll see you on my tractor.